Good evening. Welcome to Dog Sports Live. Uh, my name is Graham Coffey. This is Josh Hancher. Uh, we are live on the Periscope feed for SB Nation's Dog Sports. Uh, Josh is very excited to see we are not having the technical difficulties we did last night. If you tried to join us on Sunday evening, we apologize. Uh, you are a good person for sticking with us. Um, we're live on we're YouTube. Here. We are. Oh, and we're live on YouTube. Wow. Look at Go that. dogs. We are doing things. Um, so we're here to talk about a few things. Uh, got signing day a couple days away, and we've got the big Gunner Stockton news to break down and uh, a few other storylines um, floating around in the college football universe. Josh, say hello. This is Mr. Josh Hancher. This is my best opening ever. <laughs> yeah so um let's get into it man let's not waste any time gunner stockton committed uh last week to georgia five-star quarterback class of 2022 out of uh raven county um he is about as georgia as we can get so this is from his game earlier this year against brock vandegrift's team prince avenue christian um we're going to go back on these plays a little later. This is from like some, uh, from some sports, uh, from, from some bleacher stand footage and stuff, but it's just, you know, here we go. This guy's got an arm. Yeah. He's got an arm. He's, he's got, got some legs. legs. Yeah. He's, uh, pretty much the full package, uh, number one ranked dual threat quarterback in the nation. And one time South Carolina commit, if you're a Georgia fan, after watching Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence leave the state and go to South Carolina, uh and win titles at clemson it's got to feel good to keep him and vandergriff home in consecutive classes um Vandegr or uh, i'm sorry stockton looking at him uh he is pretty special um do you want to get into uh into those yeah plays in order? do you, do you want to do this uh the second clip here and uh yeah sure here? so um is this the run this is a uh, this is a touchdown off the uh, this fan cam and stuff. A little dump oh. off pass. A little, can okay. you see it? Are you seeing it on the uh, Discord? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've got it going. Um, I just I think we're a little out of order on uh, okay what this I is, have versus what you have. Go to clip three, Gunner three here. Okay, cool. That's fun. Um, so quick out, quick decision, good read. Yeah, so that's a big arm, and when he steps into the ball. He has some, some good arm to him. Um, I like the fact that, you know, like you said, quick decision, decisive. He keeps that ball up high by his ear hole. Um, just an easy release when he decides to throw the ball. There's no wasted motion there. Um, let's move on. All so right. I believe this is the little screen pass he's going to throw here, which is not a huge play, but – those types of little throws are a big part of any offense in college football today. They're the quick game is a big part of Todd Mockin's offense. He throws those little swing passes well, and that can be an area where quarterbacks can kind of get the yips a lot of the time. So it's good to see that in them. Um, you know, there's a lot of hidden yardage there if you can throw those balls in stride. So positive there. Um, let's look at this next play. I love this throw from him. So this is first play off possession change, and he's just going to trust his guy 
who is bigger than the man on him, and he puts a ball where only his guy can get it, and he, you know, basically puts it right where it has to be. That is a dime in high school football, in college football, at any level. Um, and he recognizes the matchup, so you got to like that. Yeah, and, he, I mean, he throws it on time, you know. He, I think he gives a quick look right there and then just flings it, and it just that maybe that look just gave his uh, – receiver that step he needed and he you're right he put it right where he had to go right where yeah no and it's, i'm glad you mentioned that because like watching him uh in all of the the sort of breakdown film we watched to get ready for this episode i don't ever see a play where he takes the snap and immediately looks at the guy who he ends up throwing to uh he is really really good at being patient he has good eye discipline he he moves guys around and it's probably why he doesn't have very many balls picked off because he's not staring receivers down. Um, this right here, I like this play. It's not a huge one, but he's patient here and gets out, gets the, the first down, puts his head down a little bit. He's a very willing runner. Uh, he does not mind taking contact. He does not mind uh, putting his shoulder pads down. Um and you know it's he he's not going to burn any SEC defenses or anything like that. But like having a guy that can pick up four yards on third and three is huge. Um, that was a big part of LSU's success with Joe Burrow. It's like he's not uh, a Michael Vick or anything like that, but he's just mobile enough to be dangerous. Um, this play here coming up fourth and seven. Uh, I think it's I always think it's important to talk about context when we're talking about these plays, but. He does a really good job of moving his eyes. He looks at that seam coming up the middle first and doesn't stare down that receiver to the bottom. Number one was his primary go-to receiver last year. And he, you know, waits, gives gives him time to clear the first down marker and then doesn't throw it till he's well past the sticks. And again, it's one of these throws like where he puts his when he steps into the ball and whips that leg around, there is a lot of of velocity on his passes so yeah i mean this i mean he's got let's see four four guys out in the pattern you know mm -hmm. with a curl with a curl here i'm gonna get busted for trying to use football terms but anyway this is like <laughs> this is a flood right this is a similar to so what what you know munkin got a lot of yards out of on these flood passes where you just flood the uh, secondary and you just find the guy that's open yeah totally um i mean yeah that left side the top side of the screen there you know he's got kind of two two guys working towards the sideline and then the middle guy probably would have come open on the slant, but um, like you're talking about, you know, it's, it's spread offense. It's spreading guys out and finding, finding matchups that, that favor your team. And so having a guy come in that has experience in a system like that is exciting. Um, let's go ahead and show that slant that you just showed again, because that is a, another beautiful ball thrown with some gas in stride on the numbers over the middle um or this is a run play here but um yeah this one right here so seeing consecutive plays where he's throwing the ball hard and confidently both to the sideline and to the middle um i think like yeah that's a pretty routine throw he's not putting it in a tight window he is putting it on the money and in stride but like the the, the comfort level that he has throwing the ball over the middle and to the sidelines, I think is exciting. Uh, I think it, like you see a lot of quarterbacks like Jake Fromm was really comfortable throwing the ball to the outside of the hash marks was never that comfortable throwing the ball over the middle. Um, 
seeing some somebody that has both is exciting. And here's and here's why he's you know the next level because he can just go. You know, like you, you, we talked about this last night. This is not a touchdown run in the STC, but it could be a third down conversion and yeah. or or a, or a critical play. Um, he's got some wheels and he's big and strong and can run it. Right, and I mean in it. All these college offenses today, and Mocking's office in, included, has these zone read plays in it. Um, where he saw the defensive end come all the way in, he knew right. there was going to be a, a gap there, and he took it. Yeah, and so having a guy like that that can run the ball, that is going to force defensive ends to not crash into the running lanes of the running backs and like expect respect his ability to take it outside, it, it creates so much more room for running backs. Like if you – just ask DeAndre Swift from 2019 how much of a difference it makes if you have a willing runner on your team because he uh, didn't with Jake Fromm, and, and we watched it over and over again where Fromm would have, you know, 15 yards of space outside of the tackle, and he didn't want to run. And so, boom, you got eight guys crashing into the, the running back's lane. Um, is it's this – Yeah, this is the uh, the bad – the interception here. Oh, yeah, Okay. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's it's important, right? Like to remember these kids aren't perfect. Uh, this is a terrible decision to throw this ball. It's also not the smartest to throw it fading away. Um, yeah, it's a terrible. It, <laughs> it's yeah, terrible. like it, yeah, at any level, bad idea. Um, and I mean, you see these guys come come in, and they do kind of have to go through like that de recruitment sort of phase of, you know, you don't have to make every play your arm is not strong enough to make every play on the field. Um, it's, it's a little bit of like hero ball, which is to be expected from any big time recruit, but uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll coach that out of them in Athens. Yeah. And then, and then uh, is there anything you want to touch on? But we've just blasted people with a lot of plays before we get to this last play, which is, I know it's gotta be the, the one that gets you pretty excited about it, but um, uh, go, no, over the time, go over the timeline because I'm sure some a lot of people know the Gunner Stockton timeline, but let's just rewind it just for those that may or may not remember all the uh the parts to this story. Yeah, so I mean, he committed to South Carolina, uh, and Will Muschamp and Mike Bobo and Connor Shaw, uh, last year in the preseason, I think back in August before his high school season started, and he was very intentional about saying he did not want to go through the recruitment process while his team is playing high school football, which I think is, is commendable. Um, his head coach is Jay Boshaw, who played at Georgia Southern and Georgia tech. And his brothers, his brother is Connor Shaw, the, the South Carolina quarterback that, that definitely gave Georgia some fits at times and is now on their staff at USC. Um, so it was a natural kind of connection for him to end up at South Carolina, Georgia fans though, I think, you know, looked at it and it was like, this guy is great. We want him, but we've got Vandegrift committed. Like it, you know, it's logical that he's not going to come and sit behind Vandegrift. Um, but with the coaching change at South Carolina and Muschamp leaving all of a sudden he reopened his recruitment. And a lot of people, myself included, thought he was going to end up at, at Auburn and follow Mike Bobo because you would imagine he'd come in and probably take over from Bo Nix and not have a ton of competition for that spot. But uh, he wanted to be a bulldog. I mean, we we were kind of joking about this last night, but like 
this dude is as old school Georgia as it gets, right? Like he he asks for cattle for his birthday. He drives around in a pickup truck with a CB radio. He dates Vince Dooley's freaking granddaughter. Um, this is like the anointed, you know, one to come out of the Appalachian Hills and <laughs> fill the hearts of all the old school UGA fans. Well, you know, and I think this, you know, we have uh, digested and talked and retalked and redid everything we can about the Justin Fields, Jake Fromm situation. But I right. think this this tells, at least to me, maybe this is superficial, that uh, Kirby can manage a quarterback room. And that these, you know, Justin Fields' 2018 classes and Gunnar Stockton's 2022 and Vandergrift's 2021. I mean, these guys are, are around each other enough, and the word is out there. So clearly, if Kirby is mismanaging players, I don't think that Brock Vandergrift and Gunnar Stockton commit to Georgia. You know, I think that speaks volumes to – the kind of program that Kirby wants and he's, he's probably up front and with these guys and knows that, you know, there's a chance that maybe one of these guys doesn't fit in and, and might transfer out, but to relitigate this again and talk about Kirby can't manage or Kirby's going to screw this up is ridiculous. I mean, I, I've started to see that people are now that Justin Fields era is over at Ohio state and he mm -hmm. didn't win a national championship. People are starting to come back and go, well, you know, maybe he did, maybe from was a better choice for, their offense. And I mean, and the, his offense was excoriated. He, I think the one tweet was, I think it was, I don't know if it was uh, from Walken or not. It was somebody, some hot taker that said, if you're, if your offense isn't suited for Justin Fields, your offense sucks. So uh, I don't think their offense sucks. And uh, I'm pretty excited to have these guys competing and stuff. And I, you know, you know, depending on, you know, nobody red shirts anymore and transfers are much more prevalent for players, but you know, I'd love these guys clearly want to be dogs. So, I mean, that, yeah. I think that's awesome. No, 100%. Yeah, we won't re uh, rehash everything with Fields and Fromm. But I do think, you know, Georgia has always run a pro style offense, right? Um, you know, basically, at least in the kind of modern era of college football. And 10 years ago, under Mark Rick and Mike Bobo, that pro style offense looked like playing out of the I formation and still having a fullback. Uh, today's pro style offenses have a lot of spread principles and, you know, a lot of four wide kind of passing schemes and all of that stuff. So it's evolving to, to become a much more wide open offense, but it's like, if you look at Todd Mockin's track record with quarterbacks, um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come to Athens. Like he made Jameis Winston into, I'm pretty sure the NFL's leading passer by yardage, uh, he got Brandon Whedon drafted it in the first round as a freaking 29 year old. Like that's, you know, a miracle <laughs> in and of itself. So it, yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, the reality, like you've got these two guys coming on campus, the chances of both of them being on campus together for more than a year are, are probably like really, really slim, but there's a chance Vandegrift might pan out. There's a chance that Stockton might not pan out. There's, like virtually zero chance that one of these dudes is not a stud. And like we've talked about, you know, this basically locks up the quarterback position at Georgia through 2024. And a quarterback is the price of entry into the college football playoff and into the national title club. And Georgia basically, you know, they have the prerequisite thing that they need to be a national title contender legitimately for the next four years. How's that not exciting if you're a Georgia fan? 
It's almost as exciting as this backbreaker play that uh, at the time we were cheering for Vandegriff. <laughs> yeah, totally. I know it was. Yeah. Uh, but again, we were talking about context earlier. Your team was up 24 points. You blew a big lead. There's two minutes and 20 seconds on the clock. Your guy busts wide open. Do you underthrow it to, you know, play it safe and make sure the ball gets gets there and, you know, make sure you're not going to overthrow it and blow the game? No, not if you're Gunnar Stockton. You step into that thing, hose that son of a bitch downfield 45 yards into the back pylon and put it on the money in stride. And, I, like, that's the most impressive thing in all of this game watching. Yeah, it's, it's the confidence. Uh, it, and you really – like you can try to coach that, but there's just dudes that have it and there's dudes that don't. And he's a dude. Um, and, you know, I think the other interesting piece that we can probably get into now is what this does for the rest of Georgia's 2022 recruiting class. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a commitment here that's not going to be on this list, but uh, Gunnar Stockton, you know, and the Tyree or Tyree Hill out of Tifton is our highest rated recruit right now. Um, we actually had a comment on our YouTube channel, um, you know, someone, uh, con someone concerned about wide receiver in the 2022 class. I'm like, I think we're going to be okay. It's a little early, but yeah, uh, we've, we've signed a lot of wide receivers, but we are, we we're stacking. It's off to a good start. We're sitting number two behind Ohio state in the 2022 class with just seven recruits. We, I guess we got the eighth sort of verbal today. Um, I'm excited for Donovan uh, Westmoreland, who who uh, is playing for my alma mater, Griffin Bears, and oh, yeah. uh, and uh, he had a breakout game, the very first game of the season, and and the offers started pouring in for him to uh, relatively quickly commit to the Dogs. It's pretty exciting. He's only a three star, but just seeing he's just a monster. He's just a ball hawk and just you know on the play, and and I think it's gonna be pretty exciting. He's coached by Kareem Reed who was Isaiah Spiller's coach at Westlake for defensive backs. So um, he's got a lot of, uh, he, he's got a lot of momentum going. So, and also we got a, we got a kid today, right? Yeah. Big bear. Uh, so no, well, so he's supposed to commit on Wednesday. Um, well, I got, which ironically is 2021 something. signing day. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, <laughs> his name is bear Alexander. He's doing things. He's big bear. Probably the greatest album cover in the history of the world. So we're going to use it here because that's what we do on Dog Sports Live. If you give us a wide open layup, we're going to take that bad boy every time. Um, but, you know, he's kind of in that same mold of Jordan Davis and Tyrion Inger and Dawkins that's that's coming in for uh, next year. So exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so. Yeah, and I mean, I think the other thing about this 2022 class, like as it relates to the Gunnar Stockton news, is just that with him signing, Georgia probably just wrapped up another half dozen like high four to five star guys because he's the type of guy that people want to play with. You know, he's kind of just got that like air about him. Star power is probably the best way to put it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what running backs and wide receivers decide like they want to come to Athens because this dude is coming to Athens. Um, so a lot to be excited about. I mean, the class of 22 in the state of Georgia is absolutely disgusting. You know, like there is just a ton of talent at every position. And so if this will be one of those years, if Georgia can build a wall around the state, then they'll, they'll finish with a top two or three class. 
Um, so you talked about Wednesday being signing day. So is there, we've got one kind of guy that we're looking at, right? That would yeah, I mean, be the icing on the top, uh, cherry on top, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, Terry on Arnold is the, you know, really the, the big name left on the board. If you're Georgia, you really need them. It's, it's one of those recruiting battles between Georgia and Alabama, which, you know, Anytime you can win one of those, it's going to feel good to take a guy from Saban. But he is a stud safety. Uh, he's out of Tallahassee, Florida for a long time. It thought he was you know, going to stay home and be a Seminole. But it looks like this has kind of come down to Georgia and Alabama here at the 11th hour. I would imagine that Georgia is, you know, selling him pretty heavily on the idea that if you come to Athens, you're going to have a chance to step on the field and play right away next year. Um whether that's at safety or at, you know, the star position, like the secondary is pretty wide open next year with the exception of Lewis seen who we know is going to be our, our strong safety. Like any, any of those guys that played in the uh, Chick-fil-A bowl, they could all, you know, they could all be recruited over basically. Um, and it wouldn't be a shock. So Georgia really needs him truthfully. Like it's, it, it's rare that we say that in the era of Kirby smart recruiting, just because he's stockpiled so much depth. But like, if there was ever a guy that Georgia really needs to land on signing day uh, to actually affect their national title hopes in 2021, this is probably it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I, you know, I, I follow recruiting much more than, I, you know, since I've been doing with the, doing this stuff with you guys more than I did before. And I just, you know, you can, you, always be recruiting you know what i mean and kirby tells these guys it's like he you know he wants he wants the best players but he said i'm gonna recruit somebody better than you if i can and i think that's yeah. part of that honesty that he he and, and this kid probably is better than a lot of the players that are on the roster right now so um yeah I, like chris christopher smith is a nice player um and he's great in coverage but like he is not a big body defensive back and that's really sort of where things are trending that that you need to have in the SEC these days is these physical defensive backs that, you know, can hang on an island and not not have jump balls thrown over their heads all day. Honestly, Smith, his coverage skills are so good that, like, bringing in Arnold might allow you to sort of move him around as a chess piece and use him as a slot corner in certain situations or use him as a star, you know. You, you've lost Eric Stokes. You've lost Tyson Campbell. You've lost Tyreek Stevenson you've lost DJ Daniels. So that's, you know, four of your five kind of secondary rotation guys that, that got a lot of playing time. Keely Ringo, you would assume is going to be one of the starting defensive backs. Uh, you've got Nylon green coming in. Who's extremely talented. He became a five-star on this last update from 24 seven. So I would think he will probably end up at, at the star position. Cause he's, he's pretty physical. I'm not sure if he's a pure cover corner um but yeah it's it's going to be interesting to see like how how this all shakes out right um well i've that'll got that'll be the go ahead no i was just i mean that'll like as we move into spring practice and fall camp like that's going to be the the spot to follow for georgia fans well i've got uh eric gilbert on here so we should talk about it i know it's a couple days old oh, yeah. uh, it was much more topical last night so um yeah it's, all good. it's, it's uh who doesn't want, you know, we we're talking about these players and he's great. He's a, he's a, he's a specimen. He's a, he caught a ton of balls for as a true freshman and uh, Florida's lucky to have him, but 
it doesn't mean i mean it's disappointing but i don't think it's that bad it's not like a house of cards like as you'll see on florida twitter all the time um and i'm going to show our i'm going to show our uh our returning returning numbers here and kind of you know this is some of the uh, john fitz uh, we've got a lot we've got darnell washington uh a tight end who's a beast who we love and i would love to see zero uh, outplay him next year in the SEC East. And we got Brock yeah. Bowers coming in as a tight end. We've got George Pickens, Jermaine Burton, Kyrus Jackson, James. I mean, so many targets for JT. Right. And it's just, you know, and I think, um, you know, it's 98.5% returning receiving yardage, which is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah and you, we've talked, We yeah, we. I mean, you will hear us say this like a dozen times or more this offseason, but – that is a stat that, you know, advanced metric uh, followers and the guys that, you know, create some of these formulas like S&P Plus that Bill Conley does. That is the one that they often point to and say, like, this is as good of an indicator of who is going to be a national title contender the next season. Georgia's returning, you know, basically everyone that catches passes. So, if Eric Gilbert had come to Georgia, it would have been a fantastic luxury and it would have been a lot of fun to watch him like spear balls in the end zone over somebody's head. Um, but reality is if he's thinking about his career, if he goes to Florida, he's going to be the centerpiece of the offense at Georgia. He is, you know, probably three or four or five on the list of guys that you need to get the ball to every game. Um, will Emory Jones be able to hit him on anything other than a screen? Time will tell. We will see. But who knows? I, I don't think that Eric Gilbert was the missing piece for a, a title run. I mean, he would have been a nice piece, but he's not the missing piece. We have all yeah. the pieces, and Eric Gilbert would have been a, a nice cherry on top, but we've got the pieces, and we just – we've got to execute and avoid injuries and, you know, maybe get a little lucky. Was that the, the ever – pessimistic dog stats saying that we have all the pieces did i just hear that correct i, I, I no i dude i'm not pessimistic <laughs> at all I, I don't know maybe i just play uh the rope of <laughs> over here on this show but no i'm excited hey. dude i'm jacked up man i mean it was january was kind of a tough month we kind of we went dark and stuff but uh i i kind of yeah. like that ready to grind oh, 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 oh. Almost stole somebody's, almost stole a trademark <laughs> we don't say that here <laughs> oh yeah. god no i'm ready to look at some tape with you guys and and uh start getting ready for the i mean i'm ready let's go because clearly basketball is not happening <laughs> so yeah uh, we love you no, uh, totally. we love you hoops mafia uh but maybe maybe if we make a run we'll we'll uh we'll get you back on the air and talk some basketball but right now it's signing day yeah. If we make it to the weekend in the SEC tournament, we will oh, do another oh, basketball no. show. But that's oh. not going to happen, so <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I think the whole Georgia versus Florida thing. Um, I'll put it this way, and we won't we won't touch it too much tonight. But there's a reason why Dan Mullen wanted his name floated out there for NFL jobs uh, this this winter, and it's not because he feels like he has all the pieces to make uh, a run at a conference title or national title in 2021. Yeah. Now the, the SEC East is going to run through Athens. So I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stoked about that. 100%.
all right brother that was a good show i hope uh yeah hope, hope you guys make sure you subscribe on the youtube live thing that we may i think confidently fingers crossed we're on live right now but it'll be uploaded if it didn't um and you know retweet and follow i am uh josh hancher dog underscore stats on the twitter yeah uh i am graham coffee you can find me at dog out west on twitter uh and also uh on SB Nation's Dog Sports. This is Dog Sports Live brought to you by SB Nation. Um, we appreciate you joining us on this Monday night. And we hope that you will subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, that way we can read your comments and engage with you and, and have fun with you over there. So please do gonna, so. And give us some ideas. We're, we're not just doing tapes and stuff. We're going to do all kinds of stuff with a lot of the dog sports guys and if there's people you want to bring on or things you want to talk about you know you know get us in the comments or in the tweets and uh we'll uh we'll figure it out you know it's yeah no we'll definitely yeah we want to get making dog and dave the dog and all the dogs uh involved over here and, and also our our dear buddy nathan will be around from time to time as well so um if there's somebody you want us to see that's that's also you know not even part of the the smaller UGA media family as well. We'd love to, to pull people in and talk, you know, talk about larger college football issues than just Georgia as well. So let us know who you'd like to, to hear and see. All right. With that, I think we're out. I'm going to see if I can end this as, as well as I started. So I've got a button here and this might be it. So you got anything else? No, nah, stick the landing brother. All right. And,